Welcome to the Queen Trail Podcast. There are three different types of radiation, alpha, beta, and gamma. What does this technology do? It's like, well, what can you do with electricity? I just survived 30 years HIV positive. I'm certainly not going to let a little thing like a brain tumor derail me. When I got to 29 pounds, I was so tired, I just collapsed. Everything always goes back to being grounded and centered. It's a mecca for cycling, for sure. Struggle is the neutralizing force. And I said, there it is. This is the right family. I'm, I got like cold chills. It's one lone oak tree right in the middle of the trail. It's beautiful. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of Let There Be Rock with Mike Acosta, our talk on all of the crazy concerts that we've been to. Um, this one holds a trigger warning because there's going to be some talk about drugs and drug-induced behavior at concert. I think that the overarching theme of this episode is how fan behavior molds the concert experience. So of course, if you're having somebody who is really negatively impacting your experience at a concert, there's going to be a pretty strong memory associated with that. But There are some really amazing fans, and I will talk about those experiences as well. And I think this episode also focuses a lot on venues. So I do want to say that all of the opinions expressed here on venues are mine and Mike's, and they should not reflect at all on those venues. A lot of it is parking related, but also sound. Some venues are just not designed to be music venues, but some really great concerts happen at these sporting event venues and you should go to them. You know, if you like the band, go to them. So again, all of our opinions are our own. Um, going to hear a lot about heavy metal concerts, some country music. I mean, we kind of run the gamut. Spanish rock, as well as bands like Lou Reed and Neil Young and Barry Manilow. I did want to talk about Barry Manilow for a minute because it sounds like somebody that I would probably never go and see. I mean, I have a very wide scope of musical artists that I like to listen to. I'm going to talk about Ludvinko Ignati, who is one of my favorite classical pianists. Anyway, the opportunity came up for me to see Barry Manilow, and he was at the Hollywood Bowl with Lorna Luft. Actually, he was there recently again with Lorna Luft again. Some of my friends posted their attendance there. When I was a kid, Barry Manilow was huge in my family. I mean, I just thought Copacabana was the best song ever. So of course, here comes this opportunity for me to see this singer who was such a huge part of my upbringing live. And it was such a great concert, except for the funny thing happened. I'm sitting next to this girl. There there were actually three girls that came together and they were sitting right next to us. And I thought, oh, this is great. Look at these nice fans that are sitting here. Barry Manilow comes on and starts playing. I don't know what the first song was that he was playing, but this girl pounded on the air drums like she was at an Iron Maiden concert. It... (laughs) 
I thought she was going to hit me. And <laughs> it was really amusing um, when I wasn't, you know, ducking a fist that was flying over in my direction with the imaginary drumstick in it. So yeah, I wanted to throw that in there. And also I mentioned Ramstein several times at the time that this was recorded. I didn't realize that Ramstein's actually going to be in town shortly, like in a couple of weeks. So please, if you love music, if you want to hear about crazy concert experiences, this is not so much a commentary on musicianship or anything like that. It's more of a commentary on concert experiences and who will go to see. You know, there's a lot of bands that you'll hear us talking about that we're not particularly crazy about their music, but their showmanship is so amazing that we would go and see them again. And Mike, I think, is a little bit more of a audiophile, more of a more of a music file, I guess, than I am. So he does like to listen to fans again to see the maturation process of their music. So that's kind of cool. Um, anyway, grab a cuppa and sit back and enjoy some wild and crazy stories about our youth and concert experiences. You know, I mean, it's funny because my very first concert that I went to was Iron Maiden and Twisted Sister opened for them. It was the World Slavery Tour at the Long Beach (laughs) Arena. And I bought a ticket. I went by myself because I thought that was the thing that you did. I didn't know anybody else who liked Iron Maiden. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, those rare girls that supposedly, I I have a lot of friends who are girls that really were into Rush, but apparently there's this whole thing about how Rush fans are like 80% male and you know there's like the token female probably I would agree with that yeah and that's a great band too I, I totally forgot to add them in there that they're always my favorite to see I think I've seen every one of their tours and they are always yeah the finest musicians one and just they're so- really really good band but I think it's the same sort of thing at least at that time with Iron Maiden, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends who liked Iron Maiden. So I bought one ticket and I just assumed that I would run into people that I knew having never been to a concert, you know, at all, let alone a hard rock concert. And I told my mom I was going to a girlfriend's house and staying the night. (laughs) I folded up my mini skirt and stuck it in my purse and took off and dressed on the way over there. And I showed up and it was just me. I had this really great ticket and it was um, $13 through Ticketmaster. And, you know, if there were any fees, it probably was a whopping $15 or $18 in total. Really good seats. Showed up, walked through there. I was blown away by the experience, having never experienced anything like that. I mean, like we were not the family that my parents did not listen to that music at all. And we were not a concert going family. We were, you know, just very, very nice, quiet people growing up. And um, so this was like insane. And 
I'm watching these girls walking around dressed up like Dee Snyder from <laughs> Twisted Sister with these big giant triangles of red on their cheeks and their hair all teased out and super high heels and, you know, very white, white makeup on their faces. And, you know, it, it was like going to the freak show or something, you know, I mean, it was yeah. just, it was like, you're not going to believe the things you see in here, you know, like the beginning of like that wasp song, yeah. the electric circus song. It was just, it was just nuts to me. And so I finally get to my seat and I'm listening to Twisted Sister and they were really good. Like that was another band where just because of the way that they looked, I wasn't super crazy about them. But you know what? Dee Snyder is my hero. He took on the PRC back in the 90s when they were totally... Yeah, they were really good. They got no... Um, they didn't get as much credit as they should have. They're a really good band and I saw them... They're a really yeah. good band. Yeah. You know, like this is back in the 80s. Iron Maiden comes on. They were hot. They were really good. They put on such a good show. They had this gigantic, like two-story high mechanical Eddie yeah. that walked out on the stage. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But the thing that... um it was such a frightening experience. It was like the female Pinocchio story. You know how Pinocchio runs away yeah, to the yeah. circus and, and all the horrors yeah. happen to him. Yeah. So here I am by myself and this guy who must have been wasted on like a lot of meth or heroin. I don't know, but he was sweating profusely, very skinny. He had a button down shirt and it was open soaking wet and his eyes were rolling in his head um he was just like leaning one way and leaning the other and leaning backwards almost would fall back so i'm on one side of him there's these two girls that are on the other side of him there's a girl behind him and every time he would lean towards us we would push him over the other way you know um <laughs> it was it was really bad and at one point I backed away from him. I was horrified. That was really actually pretty scary. I was horrified. And I backed away from him and I bumped into this guy that was on the other side of me. And that kind of like pissed off the guy because I'm sure he had been watching what was going on and now it extended to him. And he just reached over the top of me and shoved this guy right into those two girls who start screaming bloody murder and, you know, like beating him up and trying to run out into the aisle because it was horrible. And it's like he went down. It was almost like he had passed out, like he was dead to the world for, you know, a couple of seconds. And then his eyes opened up and he sucks in his breath and just starts clawing his way up the back of the seats and... It's like a nightmare. Iron Maiden's like, you know, playing, I don't know, whatever they were playing. And yeah, they always, they always put on great shows, too. I, I stopped seeing them. Oh, they put on such a good show. Finally, the security guard, somebody got the security guard, and they just, they got their arms under his armpits. This, this guy was so sweaty. And they just dragged him, and he didn't make any effort to even get up. I don't know. He, I, I hope he made it through the show. I do think about him sometimes, because he was like... Fucked up. God, yeah. You, I mean, God, that's just insane to put your body through all that pain. But uh, yeah, I did. Well, like and then he he bought a ticket and didn't even get to see the show. You know, I I never understood that. All these people who are like, oh yeah, that's uh, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I don't understand how people go to these shows and yeah, I have like these rules, like one, why do people get drunk to the point of oblivion when they're going to go, they spend all this money to go to a show and then they go and get blitzed. And then another thing I never liked to do was listen to the band that I'm going to go see. So I would not purposely listen to the music outside. It, to me, it just never, it just never registered. Uh, oh God, I forgot. I, I saw the Jackson five. That was a great show too. That oh, did you? Yeah, I was like five. I still remember that. And oh then, my gosh, uh, how cool! Oh, and then Bruce Dickinson's cousins band was great too. The Adam and Eve tour with uh, Catherine Wheel, uh, and then Rob Dickinson. I think I saw that guy one year for like saw thirty of his concerts because uh, my I was needing my Catherine Wheel fix. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the second time that I saw Iron Maiden, uh, Steve Harris's daughter had a band, um, and. We missed her show. I really wanted to see it because it's like, whoa, you know, like this Mm -hmm. girl fronted band. How cool is that? Uh, It was also at Irvine Meadows. Got there in time, but they weren't letting people in because the night before, again, the crowd thing, um, some people started lighting like pizza boxes on fire and flinging them like Frisbees through the arena. Yeah. So this is night two of Iron Maiden and Anthrax. That's why, because Anthrax has crazy fans, you know, and it was yeah. like the same thing. I um, I saw Rage Against the Machine at Dodger Stadium, and mm-hmm. all the fans were just going insane. That was a really good show. And then uh, U2, uh, they opened up for U2, which is kind of a weird combination, right? They wanted to yeah, that, um, that show also, yeah. You know, um, since you mentioned the Jackson 5, I have seen other bands that are not metal. Um, I like a lot of alternative bands. So I mentioned Highly Suspect, uh, Cake. They're a good band. I like them a lot. Yeah, they're good. One of my favorite bands. Um, they were not in a good mood that night. Ben Folds 5 opened for them. It was over at Five Point Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Cake came out on stage very late. The singer was surly the whole night. I mean, like none of the band, you could tell they were all pissed off at each other. And they shut down at 1030 and he played all of these songs and could not play Going the Distance. And that was the song everybody went there to go see, you know, to go listen to and they couldn't play it and he almost did. And then you hear like management yelling the um, fees that they're going to charge you for playing that past 10 30 is not going to be worth it. And there was like this little tussle going on. And finally everybody just like, he dropped the mic on the ground and everybody turned around and wow. walked away. And the audience was just like, what the heck? <laughs> so that was, that was a disappointing one, but I saw Smokey Robinson with Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. They put on a really good show that was in Vegas. I saw Barry Manilow at the Hollywood Bowl and Lorna. (laughs) I saw Neil Diamond at the Forum. That was the first and only concert where I smelled better coming out than I did going in. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a great performer. I love that dude. He is just a phenomenal writer. Yeah. Yeah. They're so Broadway-like. I mean, it was really good. And then there was a very short time where I was a huge country music fan. And, you know, we're talking like when Randy Travis was 
a big name and Dwight Yoakam and those guys. So it was quite a while ago. And so I saw yeah. Randy Travis three times. Every time mm-hmm. Alan Jackson opened for him, Alan Jackson's a really good artist. And I was lucky enough, Tammy Wynette opened for him. And um, of course, Alan Jackson and Randy Travis. And at the time, Burt Reynolds was married to Lonnie Anderson, and they were sitting like four rows in front of us. And there was a big shout out. All three of them shouted out to them. And it was just kind of like, oh, my God, look, there's Lonnie wow. Anderson and Burt Reynolds, you know, but <laughs> so I've seen that. And then, <laughs> like I saw Slightly Stupid. Mm-hmm. Talk about the concert that you go in smelling normal and come out smelling like a pot field, you know. And then a bunch of Spanish bands that I've seen, like Mana and Carlos Vives, Juan Luis Guerra, Juanes. So it's not all heavy metal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I saw Bon Jovi and Skid Row at the forum. And then um, I remember going to the LA Sports Arena to get tickets to see Poison. And who else was with them? I don't remember. But at some point, little Richard happened to be in town. And they brought him up and they sang Tutti Frutti. And he just went bananas like he would not leave the stage. And it was just it was a really fun show. (laughs) It was super cute. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I liked any of that country stuff. I do like Dwight Yoakam quite a bit, uh, but never seen him. But as close to country was 16 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, I saw, oh, I saw Kid Rock. Um, I got dragged to that show. I like, I literally, literally got dragged to that <laughs> show. I only like one of his songs, Ball with the Ball. So I'm not going to elaborate on that one but well, at, least, at least you like one i don't think i've liked anything that guy i just don't like him one and then i don't like i don't know i just never connected with that guy either i don't know just i was actually impressed i and i still didn't like his music but he's actually a pretty good showman i'm sure he's a good performer oh but I, yeah he just I, yeah some of the music he does just i don't know yeah um white snake i saw the great white snake tour oh boy <laughs> great white white snake that was also at the forum um yeah i mean i've just seen a lot a lot if it's a metal show i have probably been to it and seen it anthrax was really good uh pantera pantera like they were scary and there was you yeah, know the mosh were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were scary. yeah yeah mosh pit was going on um the aussie show when i saw Ozzy, rob zombie opened for him mm-hmm. that was another one so i wasn't real um super thrilled with the theme of that concert but again you mm-hmm. know like just the showmanship um and ozzy <laughs> that was pretty funny i saw that show at staples so of course this was 15 years ago and Ozzy was already getting pretty old at that time and so it was a very short show I think he just got tired <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know they did Crazy Train of course and during the solo Zach Wild was the guitarist and he did the splits this is just sad and then he couldn't get up and he's like playing the solo so these two roadies come out and helped him get back on his feet yeah i'm I'm gonna give him enough credit that he actually could do the splits because man that i i just that's a that's a feat that's (laughs) yeah yeah no you know what you're right i'm not bad mouthing him (laughs) 
And he's got a guitar, which probably weighs about, you know, 10 or 15 Yeah, and he's playing the solo to Crazy Train. So, you know, that too. He's a a great guitar player. My God, that guy is so good. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's just kind of like Ozzy was tired and that happened. And it was just kind of like, you know, the the glitz just kind of disappeared a little bit. And Ozzy grabbed. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, Ozzy grabbed a, um, you know, something that sprayed like a fire hydrant, and he doused everybody mm-hmm. that was in the front row. And at first, it was like ha ha ha, and then he kept going, and people were like, you know, they had like full cups of beer, and they were throwing them at the stage, like people were getting like really pissed off. So. I don't know what happened that night, but it was another one of those concerts where it was like, oh, I wish I would have seen him like 20 years ago. I don't even know if he tours anymore. Yeah. Does he tour? Um, oh, God, I don't know. I haven't followed Ozzy. I've only seen him like a handful of times. So I don't usually if he's playing somewhere, my brother will call me and I'll go see him. But even now, I, I just have poor going to any big show or any mm-hmm. show in general. So it's really hard for me to get out the door. Um I did go to a benefit like two weeks ago, and I was at a bar. They had a bunch of cool bands there, but I just feel most of the bands, I just don't have the energy that I really want to see them, you know, other than Woven Hand. I'll, I'll see Tool. There's only like a handful of shows that I'll really want to go out, check out. But I don't know about You know, Rammstein was out maybe yeah. a year ago, I want to say, and I, I really wanted to go see them, but it's like... Yeah, I get a little bit of that anxiety of like, how crazy is the crowd going to get? Because that's where I'm going to be at. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't want to get hit over the head with something. Yeah, those kind of concerts will scare you because it's just, you don't know what the people in there, what their state of mind and how they're going to react to the music. And I know I've been to a couple of those kinds of shows and it's like chaos and like right. the city's going to burn. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of weird because the city burned, you know, when I was at Lou Reed and they didn't even tell us. They just said, um, just so you guys know, there's a little bit of trouble out there. Oh, my God. Uh, so be careful. And a we didn't know what bit. was going on. And we we couldn't get out of that venue. It was at the uh, the one by Griffith Park. Oh, the Greek. Um, the Greek. Yeah, thank you. We left and we couldn't get on any freeway heading home. It was, everything was blocked off. And then we were like, what's going on? Then we saw just fire all in the middle of the city and we're like uh-oh and you know obviously back then there's no cell phones so you can't call anybody you don't know what's going on and-, and usually like back then the lines would get jammed because everybody was on landlines and yeah there was no fair warning yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so though that was a memorable show and, i mean i love lou reed the new york uh, album was probably one of my favorites very very good show and but yeah just getting out of there and then trying to get back home we had to hit i don't know how many freeways it took us like five or six freeways you actually had to go way the hell out like probably by the inland empire and circle back and then take streets and then get back on the freeway and get back on streets and then we you know obviously found out what had happened after the fact that when we got back mm-hmm. you know we turn on the radio and we're hearing all the stuff going on. So yeah, to get back home was definitely a challenge that day. And uh, you know, but. I think 
Um, it just reminded me of just getting out of a concert, even when there is not mayhem going on in the city, you know, it's some of those places. I saw Stevie Nicks and AHA opened for them at the Greek Yeah, and it was stacked parking Oh boy! and we got stuck. We got stuck with four cars all around us, had to wait until those people eventually decided to come to their cars and move. And, um, it just always seems to be kind of a nightmare to get out of places. I know Irvine Meadows was just a joke. It was like, you might as well just sit in your parking space. For- yeah, that, was, that one's bad. <laughs> I saw the cure there and then yeah, getting out of there was like a two hour ordeal. And then yeah, the car stacking. I mean, I parked for Peter Gabriel at the Hollywood Bowl and there was a car stacking and we were all waiting because one car was holding everybody up yep. and we could not get out. And we were out there for an hour and a half and we're like, where, where is this guy at? Like, did he get lost? Did he die? And I just <laughs> called the tow truck and pulled his car out. <laughs> and <laughs> oh the, the guy's like, where do you want me to take this? Whose car is just like, we don't care. Get it out of the way. We all moved out of there and you you can put it back. We gave him a 50. We walked. Everybody put in your money. Let's give this guy some money to pull this car out and he can just shove it back in there for all we care. Right. But we couldn't get out of that concert. And, you know, it was just uh, ridiculous. It's ridiculous to get in there anyway, in and out of that place. Stacked parking is the word. And it's still stacked parking. If you're going to go to the Hollywood Bowl, it's really nice that they have buses you know yeah that's the only time i'll go down there now yeah yeah just the bus is the best it's like seven dollars round trip i I mean i i don't know what they are now but i know the last time Mm -hmm. that i went it was like seven dollars round trip and you know they still the same yeah my brother just went to see uh, carmina verona and yeah i was like i think it was like seven dollars to go down there so yeah it's still the same Mm mm-hmm drop you off, pick you up, bring you back to the car, and you don't have to deal with anything. I think that it was really interesting because when we went to see David Gilmore at some point, Sophie's like, the lady behind us just said that she took her edibles. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. I know. It's just like, what do you do? Um, They ended up on the bus with us on the way back, and the guy's stomach was super upset. And there was a lot of mayhem going on because they have an older, uh, a very ingrained party audience and there was a lot of that going on and this one guy i just thought he was gonna hurl and i just thought this is really good that the kids are seeing the problems with drinking alcohol and doing drugs firsthand right in front of them but i i was a little worried the guy was gonna hurl because i'm like i'm gonna have to have this guy pull the whole bus over and i'm getting off if he does that because it's just gonna start everybody throwing up um but he was able to hold it until we parked um but kind of like the same thing happened with oh my god we went to see stevie wonder and there were these people who were so wasted and they were singing so loud and i remember the guy the one guy was like this is so good this is ridiculous this is just oh my god God, listen to that. And then he would start singing along. And then the other people that were near him and they were shout singing. And it was terrible. It was like, shut up. We're here to listen to Stevie Wonder, not you guys, you know. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes it's it's kind of like, you know, you don't want your kids to see that stuff, but it's also a learning opportunity. (laughs) Like, 
here's why you don't do drugs, honey. <laughs> yeah. You know, Stevie Wonder oh, yeah. was very, very good. That was, um, I'm oh, sure I'm missing cool. a bunch of concerts. I mean, when I stop to think about all of the concerts that I've been to, and I haven't, you know, mentioned a lot of the smaller ones either. It's, you know, like, don't you get surprised? Because I know you've gone to many, probably more concerts than I have. Yeah, it's, it's just, there's so much music out there. It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably just burned out <laughs> probably at this point from, I don't want to get my old butt up out of the chair to go see anybody unless it's something that's going to move me, I guess. Uh, I have a couple of fun concerts lined up. One of them is somebody that I would never go. It's kind of a funny little joke. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, you mentioned people who listen, have like the pre-concert listening to the Mm -hmm. artist's music. I totally have to do that because I don't really know very many of this artist's songs. So I'm super excited to go to that concert. Um, You know, and there's a couple where it's like either I don't really know a lot about them and I show up and I become a huge fan of them. That's like what's so magical about music. You know, you show up to something and you're like, well, you know, Motley Crue, like I didn't like them for a long time. And then I go to their concert and it's like, oh man, I really like these guys again. I had met this guy and he called me up. Sophie was doing a Gymkhana that day and Gymkhanas are a big deal. And this guy didn't really understand. And he's like, what's a Gymkhana? And I'm like, it's an equestrian event where there's a bunch of different events Mm -hmm. within it. You know, like there's the barrel races and there's the poles and you get scored on that. And it starts at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and it doesn't end until like Mm -hmm. five or five 30. And he said, well, I've got two choices for you. I've got tickets and we can either go to see Train at the Hollywood Bowl or we could see Billy Joel at Dodger Stadium. And Billy Joel is a no-brainer one, yeah. right? But Dodger Stadium is a horrible venue. I mean, oh, yeah. The get out of there is the worst nightmare ever. <laughs> out of all the places, that's the worst. Well, there's that. Train is such a great band, too. <laughs> Dodger Stadium is terrible, but uh, as far as parking goes, yes, and, you know, trying to get out of there. But also, it is a baseball arena. So if you don't have really good seats that are down low and you're Mm -hmm. sitting up in the stands, the sound is going past you Mm -hmm. and reverberating off of the cement walls of the concession area. And so you're getting hit with new music and the old music's hitting you from behind and it just garbles and it, it's terrible. You know, I I will go there for a baseball game. I just don't like that experience. And that's what I had, you know, rage against the machine. I actually saw them down lower towards the field because we were walking around and I wasn't in my seats for that, but I was in my seats for you too. You two such a great band. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. iconic and the sound sucked because of the concession area and that cement wall behind us. So um, ever since then, I've always said, you know, I would rather watch the worst band at the Hollywood Bowl, which is designed for music, than the best band 
at Dodger Stadium. So it was a no brainer. And I was like, train, I love the Hollywood Bowl. So I race home, I made us a picnic basket, because they were allowing picnic baskets to go in. And, uh, you know, like, I'm grubby, I have to take a shower, get my makeup on, get all pretty. And I'm thinking, Oh, man, I'm doing good time. I got like this kick ass picnic basket for us. Like, it's just gonna be amazing. And I'm standing on my porch, getting ready to drive over to the bus place. And the guy calls me. Um, he had a New York accent too. So this whole thing just like cracked me up because it just added so much more humor to the situation. He's like, where are you? Where are you? I just got to the park. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh no. And I'm like, I'm right down the street. And he's like, well, how long do you think it's going to take you? And I go, oh, you know, like 10 or 15 minutes. I mean, I, it's not going to be that long. And I flew down my steps, got in the car. I drove over there like freaking Mario Andretti. I was taking all of these shortcuts. And he's calling me like three or four times. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. All of a sudden, there's all of this traffic. And he's like, well, the buses are here. The buses are here. I mean, I didn't tell him this. Yeah, I've been to the Hollywood Bowl a million times. Yeah, the buses are there. There's like 20 buses, you know, I, they're not going to leave. And he's like, they're going to leave. Everybody's waiting for you. Where are you? Where are you? And then I hear him yelling over his shoulder. He's like, she's at the light. She's at the light. And then he's like, which light? And I'm like, I'm over at the light by blah, blah, blah. And he's like, she's right there. She's right there. She's coming, you know? And now I'm like, oh my God, you know, God, I got to make this light. And I get into the parking lot. I'm burning rubber, just <laughs> sliding into a spot. And I get out and I hear him going, she's here. She's here. And oh, there's like all of these people that work for the bus company. And I'm like looking and there's like 20 buses, you know, I'm like, I don't know what the problem is here. And I get out and I throw this picnic basket thing over my shoulder. And there were eucalyptus trees, the big giant seed pods had all fallen on the ground. And I'm like, hi, I'm here. And I almost ate it because I stepped on one of those pods because I'm trying to rush over to, you know, this guy that's having a complete meltdown. I don't know how I recovered it. I hear everybody in unison going, oh, and I finally get on the bus and, you know, it was all good. So we got there and we watched the show and it was, it was okay. You know, I, you know, like I would have preferred to have seen Billy Joel, but it was kind of a relaxed show. So it was nice, but there's another one that has a, a really funny story that goes along yeah. with it. And, you know, and then we got driven back and it was good. And I never saw the guy again. Actually, no, we did. We went on one more date after that. And we went to the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion to see Joy of the Boys. A little bit more accents going on there. Yeah, he he lived like really <laughs> far away. It's you know that's like the Los Angeles story. You meet somebody, and you know you're just like I'm not going to take 15 freeways to oh get to God. you. I'm sorry, you know, like you seem like yeah. a nice guy, but that's really far. And you know he felt the same way. It's like I'm not taking 15 freeways to get to you. You seem like a nice girl, but you know. So that was that. But I did see train and that was the story that goes along with that concert <laughs> Oof. Well, i don't like those experiences i just go on to shows by myself or my brother yeah <laughs> 
most most of my shows are date date things. Like date <laughs> two. Those are probably one of the hardest things to do too. It's like oof, going on a date and the concerts for the most part not probably the ideal situation, especially if it's a first date. <laughs> yeah, and really this last one was not a bad story. It was just like very funny. Like I just I yeah. laugh about it every time I think of you know like she's at the corner, she's at the corner, she's coming. You know, like, hold the bus. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, oh, I mean, really, there were there were like twenty more buses. It was a good day, you know. I mean, like, it was a nice day. <laughs> well, this is, yeah, you had fun. I mean, imagine having like Ramstein oh, as your first date concert, fight <laughs> <laughs> for your life. <laughs> for sure. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I struggle whenever they come out because it's like I really want to see them, but it is going to be complete chaos in the audience. When I saw Rob Zombie, and that's another place you go to Staples, and it's a basketball and a hockey arena. It's a sports arena, you know, and um, and it's not called Staples anymore, right? Did it, somebody else buy it? Yeah, it's I got can't a keep track name, of all those changes. It's, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> anyway, at the time it was Staples. And so the sound is bouncing off of walls that yeah. are not made to you know produce a good musical experience. They're made to kind of amplify the cheers yeah. and the shouting of the crowd during a sports event. And that's perfectly fine for a sports event. You know, like I want to go see the Lakers there. Or I want to go see the Kings there. But anyway, the guy next next to me decided that he had an visible all around drum kit around him. And he was just like beating the air and literally beating drums that were in front of me. And I thought I was going to get knocked out. It was pretty nuts. Um, I think some of the nice things that I remember, I'm actually thinking about drinking beer at a concert. So one of them that was really, really terrible when I saw Megadeth, I'm walking down the steps because I had some pretty low down good seats and I'm walking down the steps with a full beer in my hand. And this guy decides he's going to stretch and throw his arms out into the aisle and his hand hit my beer and it tipped it forward and it went down the back of the guy's shirt that was sitting in front of this dumbass that hit my beer. It was so horrifying. And the guy's like, it's her beer. She should have been watching where she was going. Oh my God, it was really awful. And I'm thinking, here I am at a freaking mega death concert with some crazy screamo metal bands coming on. And I know that there's going to be a mosh pit down there. And the beer went down this biker guy's back. I just thought that, you know, he was going to pound me. And he was just really nice. He was like super nice. And I still feel bad for spilling beer down his back, but it was definitely the other guy's fault. But, you know, like I'll think about it and I think about Laverne and Shirley where they would sing Schlemiesel, Schlemazel. And then I found out that I think I was the Schlemiesel. So I'm the person that's carrying the food and the Schlemazel is the one that the food falls on. I remember uh, the Queensryche one and they had gotten like really loud. They were going, everybody was standing, nobody was sitting in their seats. We were all just like shouting and singing along. And I had set my beer down between my feet so that I could move around without spilling beer everywhere. And 
this guy came down the aisle and he just kind of like was marching. Like, you know, he had his army boots on and chains on him and he looked kind of scary. And he was just like marching through there and he kicked my beer. And I was like, God, I just paid like 18 bucks for that. You know, (laughs) Yeah, how much that stuff costs. And so I thought, all right, fine, whatever, like intermission or whatever, I'll go and get another beer. I mean, like no use crying over spilled beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he comes back and he stands next to me and he's like, it's so loud because the crowd is screaming, the music's going, like there's no room for another molecule of sound. And he's next to me and all I see is his mouth going and he's yelling at me. He stopped for a second and he looked at me like he was waiting for me to answer. And I'm like, what? And he gets his his mouth really close to my ear and he goes, where's your cup? And I'm like, my cup, I'm like, it's right here. And I picked it up. He had gone and bought a beer and he poured half of it into my cup. And then he kept going. And I was like, I, you know, like, those are the reasons why I'll go to concerts because I remember, you know, you get all of this anxiety going like, oh, the audience is going to be kind of scary at this concert. And then you've got these scary looking people who are just like actually very nice. Um, <laughs> so I think it's kind of like people put on a persona when they go to these concerts. But, you know, underneath that persona, they're like nice people. And I just always remember that guy, like, you know, giving me half of his beer and just like moving on, like, okay, I took care of my responsibility, my obligation to that girl. And that was it. And it was like, oh, my God, that was like, so nice. Like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, as long as Um, you didn't take a drink prior, then I think you're okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I even thought about it. I just, you know, I just drank the beer and um, I didn't get sick. So you know it was all good but yeah you know i mean like there's a lot of nice people that are at the concerts that you hear all the bad stuff about but you're hearing the bad stuff about the few bad apples and i think that there's a lot of good apples at at the majority of the concerts yeah yeah definitely you know i don't think i've had any oh god i was uh i went to see Def leopard again at irvine meadows and they weren't somebody that i would have picked but my best friend at the time just really really wanted to see them so i was like okay fine i'll go with you and it was Def leopard foreigner and sticks you know again very bubblegummy type stuff i mean even Def leopard i don't think they played anything off of their pyromania album which is their really hard rock one their first one yeah. that they, um their first big one foreigner they had a lot of the original band members who were quite aged so their show their set was um it wasn't as energetic as you would want as the name implies you know if you hear urgent or anything like that um but we're leaving the lot and this guy you know i pulled out and he must have been paying attention to something else because i thought he was letting me go in front of him Mm -hmm. And he realized that I was going in front of him. Like all of a sudden now he's paying attention to trying to get out of the lot. And he was like bound and determined not to let me out. And he hit the accelerator too hard and bumped into me. And I freaking went to level 10 anger. I I do not even know what happened to me. I was like so mad. 
And he got out and he was, you know, he was probably like six feet tall. He's a really big guy, gets out of his big giant truck, <laughs> comes over and starts yelling at me. And I was like, not tonight, sir, not tonight. You know, and I get out of the car and everybody at the car is sitting there like going, oh shit. And I have no idea what he backed up. He actually backed up for me. And I, you know, clearly I'm like five, five. I wasn't, you know, like that big. Um, He started to back up and I turned around. I was like, I'm going to write your license plate down. That was my intention. I turned around, start digging through my purse to pull out paper and pencil. And the guy fucking flips out because he thought I was digging for a gun or a knife to go and stab him. (laughs) You know, I was like, just... I, I can't believe I got that mad, but like I scared him and he let me go in front of him and, you know, like that was the end of it. But <laughs> I just think it's funny that, you know, I'm going to see Sticks and Foreigner and Def Leppard, which are like these really tame bands. And I get into this altercation in the parking lot with this jerk <laughs> who probably had been drinking a lot. And that's why he was behaving the way that he was. So that was, that was pretty funny, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't really been to any concerts where I felt like I was in serious danger other than, you know, Queensryche seemed like there might be a riot that was going to happen just because of the atmosphere that they created. But like other concerts, you know, I mean, I thought I was going to burn at ACDC, but it wasn't like, you know, like it was like a mob mentality or anything. It was just like a couple of people being idiots. (laughs) So I do, I do remind myself of that, you know, like you're going to enjoy it. Like it's going to be really good. And and, um, and it'll be nice and relaxed. And the forum, the last time I was at the forum, the staff there, they were just phenomenal. I mean, I was on crutches because of my knee. I remember I was standing in line to use the restroom. And you know how women's restroom line is like goes around the building oh, most yeah. of the time. And one of the, the custodian people came over and tapped me on the shoulder and took me to like a private restroom that I could use. And the bartender was like, when you come back, do not stand in line, just come down to the end, tell me what you want, and I'll get it for you. And they went out of their way to be really courteous. Um, I know a lot of it is because I was on crutches, but I think most of them try to be really courteous you know i always have a nice time at the hollywood bowl yeah yeah so i I think most of these places want you to have as great of an experience as you possibly can but you know then again everything's like you know yeah 23 dollars for a beer it's like what oh my god that's crazy (laughs) yeah better be good for that amount of money you're spending yes (laughs) so those are yeah those are like basically the concerts that i can remember i'm sure i'm forgetting some oh yeah i'm sure because i feel like you know i've been to so many of them and you know when you mentioned the troubadour i was like i saw somebody at the troubadour and i want to say that i saw armored saint there as well but i kind of think i saw a friend's band and I don't remember what the band was. And they were kind of an opener. Um, I do remember it was like very smoky. Yeah. It was shut down for a while, wasn't it? I think they I just reopened so, yeah. it recently. And definitely during the pandemic, it was shut down. But yeah, it was, mm-hmm. I think they did some remodeling there too. It's yeah. been a while since I've been down there. <laughs> I know, I know. But I am looking forward to these two concerts, especially the one that started out as a joke. So, um, yeah, I love listening to new music, too. And of course, you know, like you just mentioned that your brother went to see a classical band. There's so many good classical artists. I know Ludvinko Idnati, he was just over at the Greek and 
I really wanted to see him. He was playing the Disney concert hall maybe five years ago. And at the time I was like, Sophie, you want to go see Ludwig Ignati at the Walt Disney concert hall? And I think it would be really awesome. Like that's such a audiophile's dream of a place to listen to anybody. And Ludwig Ignati is, it's like the perfect place for him. But the tickets, I think they were like close to $900 each. Wow. <laughs> and so, you know, like $2,000 and then we would have had to pay for parking, probably would have gone out to dinner there and so it would have been like a really expensive night for a non birthday type of thing and I'm like yeah I ended up not going and then I really regretted it and he was just out at the Greek but again my knee and I didn't think that the experience was going to be as phenomenal as it would be at the Disney concert hall so I'm waiting for him to go back there again so I can listen to him and I might pay the $900 to listen (laughs) to him you know it's kind of like like tool you know like you pay for it because you know that there's such rare talent yeah Yeah, I don't know if a thousand bucks is uh, I don't know if anybody's worth that but (laughs) 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 that's a little bit uh, rich for my blood (laughs) I don't know you know if if the opportunity comes around I'll have to see how I feel about it at that time but so in the lottery or something then I'll think about it (laughs) yeah yeah you know when I'm worth a couple of billion dollars what's 900 you know (laughs) yeah There's a lot out there, obviously, as far as music's concerned, and we just probably just scratched the surface Mm -hmm. uh, on that. I mean, but I'm sure your audience could probably give you some more things to probably check out. I think that's probably the best way to get that is by having input from other people. You know, yeah, recommendations. I mean, bringing up 30 Seconds to Mars, not not my particular favorite band this, the two times I saw them, but I would definitely love to see them again as far as to see how they've evolved as a band and as musicians because uh, they were very good uh, musicians. Just for some reason, they just didn't catch me that night. And sometimes I get very focused on just wanting to see the, the headlining band and forget everything else, you know, mm-hmm. just want to cut to the chase basically and, and move on to the, to the main course. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bands that I will see again, anytime Pink Floyd, you know, that's one band that I would always go and see and Alice Cooper, if he came around again, even though it's not music that I listen to, um, or go out of my way to listen to, I would go out of my way to watch his concert again, because it's, you know, the showmanship is just so over the top phenomenal. Um, And that's the kind of stuff that I like. I think that's why, you know, every time Rammstein comes around, it's like, fire you know i get all beavis and butthead (laughs) over it and it's just like i (laughs) go and watch that watch this pyrotechnics crazy show preferably outdoor arena where i could run if things (laughs) go bad but um yeah it's fun when you know when you're watching showmen doing their thing yeah (laughs) that was a lot of fun and i can't wait to make more concert memories and mingle with the wonderful as well as the crazy fans that add so much to the experience. To that, I'd like to add the suggestion to always be kinder than you think that you need to be at concerts because you can make a difference in someone's life, especially because you never know what's going to meet them afterwards. Like when Mike was released from that amazing Lou Reed concert right into the mayhem of the LA riots. I mean, what a night. Music is the ribbon that ties so many of our memories together. So please keep supporting your favorite artists. 
again, with ear protection, as I said in the last episode, because you want to keep hearing them when you're in your 90s. Also, please send me your questions and suggestions to help me design episodes that most interest you. And also send me your favorite artists. I really do love discovering new music. And I would love to hear your concert experiences. Please take a second to rate this episode. Your ratings do move this podcast closer to the top of searches so that my friends and I can reach more people. I'm looking forward to sharing more upcoming In the Company of Friends talks with you. So be sure to follow me on the socials and the dot com all at the Queen Trail Podcast. That's T H E Q U A I N T R E L E Podcast. I am Syl Annan, the Queen Trow, and until next time, I wish you passion, grace, adventure, fabulous music, great concert experiences, elegance, and beauty.